password generators creating breadcrumbs, blockchain in healthcare, and nipping gand crab back. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. A new report out this week has shone a light on some worrying vulnerabilities in Windows-based password generator apps, noting, quote, some inconsistency in secret sanitation and retention in memory. ISMG's Managing Editor, Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, has the details. An audit of some popular password managers has revealed some concerning weaknesses. Luckily, none are showstoppers that should put people off from using the applications. The research is being picked at by password manager developers who say it highlights a long-known weakness that's universal amongst applications. The study was released this week by Baltimore-based independent security evaluators. Researchers analyzed the Windows 10 versions of LastPass, KeePass, Dashlane, and 1Password, which are all widely used password managers. ISE found the applications failed to scrub bits of data left in memory, which poses a risk if an attacker has physical access to the machine. Password managers are incredibly valuable tools in the age of data breaches. But as with any software, there are risks. The applications are usually unlocked with a master password, which is the key to all the other sensitive data. Like any application, password managers interact with the computer's operating system and memory, so it's important for maximum security that the applications leave as little as possible behind. Therein lies the risk. ISE concluded that all of the password managers left data behind that could be useful to someone who had local access to the machine. Here's the short good news first. All the tested applications adequately protected their stored passwords and master passwords when not running, but all had issues after the applications were unlocked with the master password and then locked again. It can be tricky to cleanse memory. Applications may interact with Windows APIs, which may copy data to other places. There are also development trade-offs that may be made, the result of which may leave some data in memory. ISE has defended its research, saying that password managers shouldn't expose secrets, but the group also says it shouldn't put people off from using password managers. And that's advice we would endorse. The ability to generate unique long passwords for each service does outweigh this risk. Most account takeovers are the result of hackers trying passwords that have been leaked and oftentimes recycled by users across many services. While exploiting ISE's findings would require that local access, that's not necessarily such a high bar these days. So it's good for ISE to highlight more advanced risks, even if they are fringe, when it comes to protecting secrets. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. If you didn't realize it yet by the increasing drumbeat of press releases and PR emails, it's conference season. The ISMG crew is currently neck deep in planning media interviews for the upcoming RSA conference starting March 4th, where we'll have two recording studios, one in Broadcast Alley at Moscone West, and the other across the road at the Marriott Marquis Hotel. Prior to this, Marion Kolbasek McGee, ISMG's Executive Editor of Healthcare Info Security, was already on the conference circuit at the HIMSS conference the other week. One of the interviews she conducted was with Mitch Parker, Indiana University Health's CISO. She spoke with him about the use of blockchain in healthcare, and in this section of the interview, Marion asked why he envisions blockchain evolving into a utility concept. 
Here's Mitch's response. So I'm going to bring this back analogous to about 25 years ago when the internet first started becoming ubiquitous. And 25 years ago, to put a machine on the internet, you had to do a lot of the work yourself. You had to order the lease line. You had to configure the server, configure the router, and configure the applications you want on top of it. Nowadays, these days, it's as simple as logging on to a website, clicking three buttons, and being able to get yourself a pre-configured environment with the applications that you require literally within minutes. That's utility. So companies like Amazon, Microsoft, and Google have turned the concept of internet-connected servers that are properly secured into a utility concept. So right now with distributed ledger technologies, with the new changes that we have with security, very specifically network-based security, DNS, identity management, public key infrastructure, and event logging, there's a lot of companies that have not yet wrapped everything up in such a way to make it utility yet. So we look at this as it's going to take a while before we have the infrastructure in place outside of the chain and combined with the chain to be able to provide that kind of service as an effective utility. While there are companies today providing blockchain services as utility, they're not providing a lot of the supporting infrastructure, especially identity management, to make it truly effective as a utility for a transactional system that can be trusted in a public environment. Following last year's epidemic of ransomware attacks, there's finally some good news for many victims of the Gand Crab ransomware. There's a new free decryptor available from the No More Ransom portal. That is nomoreransom, which is one word, dot org. Here's ISMG's executive editor, Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz with a lowdown. Good news for some ransomware victims. The No More Ransom project has released a free decryptor for many versions of the notorious Gand Crab ransomware that has been seen in the wild. The EU's law enforcement intelligence agency, Europol, which helped to launch No More Ransom in 2016, says the project now offers free decryptors for nearly 100 strains of ransomware. That includes versions 1, 4, and the latest version 5.1 of GANCRAB, which is currently being seen in the wild. The latest GANCRAB decryptor, the third, was developed by Romanian police, working with the security firm Bitdefender as well as Europol. Police say that anyone whose system gets crypto-locked by GANCRAB is then faced with a ransom demand that can range from $300 to $6,000. Payments are only accepted in one of two kinds of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin or Dash. Dash makes transactions tougher for authorities to trace, and experts say that's why if you don't pay in Dash, you pay a 10% premium for using Bitcoin. GANCRAB remains a top ransomware threat because of its ability to not just encrypt PCs, but also network shares, says Adam Kajawa, director of Malwarebytes Labs. It has primarily been targeting consumers, but we have seen an increase in business detections as well for this particular ransomware. And it has a lot of different capabilities that some of them we've seen before, most of them we've seen before, but some we haven't. For instance, it can reach out and identify network shares and start encrypting those, whereas prior ransomware families required a network drive to be mapped to the endpoint in order to start infecting it. It encrypts without a need for an internet connection, which isn't new. It uses some pretty significant RSA level encryption, so it's not just some cheap junk. And actually, the first version used RSA. Now they use something even stronger. It's definitely a far more difficult encryption scheme to crack. 
Europol says Gand crowd victims have downloaded free decryptors more than 400,000 times, helping close to 10,000 victims retrieve their encrypted files and save $5 million in ransomware payments. Ransomware may be less widespread than it used to be, thanks to the rise of crypto mining malware. But crypto-locking malware remains a threat, and GANCRAB was the most prevalent strain seen in 2018, counting 500,000 victims since it first appeared at the beginning of 2018, Europol says. But other strains also remain prevalent, including SamSam and Ryuk. Ryuk is notable because it is a highly targeted ransomware scheme. Last month, CrowdStrike said that Ryuk ransoms had netted attackers more than 700 bitcoins across 52 separate transactions, enriching the attackers by $3.7 million. Security firm McAfee and ransomware incident response firm Coveware say they think there are multiple cybercrime gangs using Ryuk. They've seen at least two different operations at work. One group of attackers appears keen to monetize every attack and will offer victims steep discounts to get them to pay. But another group often demands a massive ransom of perhaps 100 bitcoins worth nearly $400,000 and refuses to offer any discount. Coveware says the three firms it's worked with have gone bust because they didn't have backups they could restore and they could not afford the ransom payment. Regardless of the ransomware strain, however, experts say that the essential defenses remain the same. Keep all software up to date, including antivirus. Also, keep up to date backups. Store them offline as well so that any ransomware infection that does get through can't crypto lock them as well. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time. Thank you.